into the contest. It's Tuesday, the 1st of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here and Shane Lee. A little birdie has just told me. I made a phone call this morning that you have got a big day planned today. Yours, uh, you have got the house to yourself. So you're going to cook up. You're going to sit down. You're going to watch a marathon of movies and just Shane Lee it up. Just fool <laughs> yourself for the day. That's exactly right, mate. All the kids are back at school. Lorraine's going back to work. And um, after the podcast, and uh, I'm going to be relaxing this afternoon, kicking back and um, decompressing, Tim. Yeah, a bit of Shane time. You've got to do that, mate. It's not, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, look, it's one life, Shane. And we're only here for well, – yep. my dad uh, gives this great analogy. He said it's a bit like a butterfly wing flying against a brass ball. That's how long we are. So you do need a little <laughs> bit of Shane time. I need a bit of Tim time. You have to have it. Now, we have a charity auction running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation who raise funds for important cancer research. There are some amazing things to buy from the auction, including a signed Wallabies jersey – there's so much there to have a squeeze at if you love your sport. Afternoonsport.com forward slash auction is the place to go. And let's hope that the Wallabies have a lot bigger, brighter 2022, particularly against the All Blacks. Today, Pat Rafter weighs in on Nick Kyrgios. That test match was so good for the women the other day. It was a brilliant finish, but there's nothing on the landscape coming up. People are saying there should be more women's cricket and the world game will take a deep dive there. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. So, Kyrgios, um, Nick Kyrgios, <laughs> Ash Barty won the Australian Open, uh, and I know Nick Kyrgios won the doubles with uh, Tanasi Kokonakis, but you'd have to say that both names have probably been written as many times, Kyrgios and Barty, mm. um, because of who he is, what he represents, what he says, and some people love it, some people hate it. It is dead set black and white with him. Yeah, look, I, I don't know what happened to me recently, Tim. I might have got knocked in the head or something, but I feel like I'm going to be defending Nick Kyrgios here again. Look, I, I just think um, whatever he says get ta- gets, does get taken out of context a little bit. And um, mm. he said he did create a great atmosphere, but he, I don't think he was disrespecting Ash Barty. I think he's been a big supporter of her. Um, he was sort of more saying that how many people were coming to watch uh, the, the doubles tennis. Look, you can't you can't um, argue that. Look, four point three million people turned on to watch 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 the Ash Barty match, um, and mm. she appeals to a broad 
broad spectrum too, mate. Males, females, all ages, and, and even non-sports lovers. Um, so I don't think he was saying that, that Ash Barty wasn't the main, main attraction. He just said he created atmosphere in tennis, which he did, him him and um, uh, Cock and Arca. So good on them. And uh, But Pat Raft has come out and said, no, no, it's more of a soccer crowd. Well, it's a bit of a... Bit of a silly thing to say, I think, for Pat Rafter, and let Nick have a bit of bit of time in the sun here. I reckon. I wonder whether people like Pat, who you know, love Pat, but uh, sometimes their history with an individual, like all of us, uh, can be clouded mm. because he obviously had a very central role uh, there for a long time and would have seen the behaviour. So. Uh, sometimes that sticks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, um, you know, a lot of people, yeah, I don't know Pat Raft at all, but uh, I don't think he's really loved within within the inner sanctum of, of tennis. Um, and there is a bit of an ongoing feud there. But uh, it was just disappointing that, that Rafter would come out and sort of, you know, throw away line. I, I think Nick Kuras has had a fantastic couple of weeks, as has Kokonakis, as has Barty. So we should be celebrating all of them, not trying to divide and conquer. Yeah, look, I thought there was way more good stuff to come out of it than bad uh, with Kokonakis and Kyrgios. Yep. We we spoke about it yesterday. Whether or not it was just a flash in the pan moment, the the way tennis is set up, it's, it's not really set up to allow those kinds of things to organically just take off, you know, like the way that they played. But um, for this particular couple of weeks, it was just brilliant. Now, uh, look, that test match, I loved it. I loved them all around the bat. And King, she was, she was on to boo bowling leg spin. Uh, I talked to the, <laughs> the women's test match and it ended in a draw. But Australia's perfectly poised to win this series because it's calculated quite differently for those that don't know in women's cricket. It's the T20s, the one days and the one-off test mm. match. But the thing that's got people... Uh, questioning what's going on is that there's no other test matches in the foreseeable future for the Australian women. No, and there could not be a test match for the girls in Australia for four years. You're talking 2025-26, uh, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you'd think they'd have at least one one a year here um, and working up to having a test match series. But, uh, yeah, obviously very, very disappointing for the girls. The girls want to play um, – the test match format because that's the, the the biggest test of any cricketer is to over the longer format of the game. So, yeah, I, I think Cricket Australia need to to reassess that and put some more in the calendar because that was one hell of a match. Oh, and that's what will continue to grow the quality of the the cricket mm. because it's come a long, long way up to this point. Um, you you can't just take your eyes off the prize, can you? You you need to start scheduling these types of in because it's not just. Australia and England that are competitive. We've seen it with India and other countries. So, yeah, that's something they really need to look at. Now, Glenn Maxwell, I mean, he does it for a living, doesn't he? But uh, play <laughs> play big bash cricket and he makes a lot of money out of it. But he certainly hasn't just turned the engines off. He's just kept going. No, good on him too. He's, he's in a really um, a rich uh, vein of form here. And um, we all know that the, the one-day series against New Zealand has been cancelled, but we still have five T20 matches against Sri Lanka to come. Um, so instead of sort of winding down after the big bash, he's gone back and played a game of grade cricket. And he scored 122 off 90 balls um, for Fitzroy Doncaster. He's, he's played two games of grade cricket for that club this year. He scored 247 runs off 151 balls. He's hit 23 fours and 13 sixes. He does enjoy um, grade cricket. And uh, it's good to see him that he's going back and doing some good stuff at the local level. Yeah, and he's a cricket tragic, isn't he? He just absolutely loves the game. And uh, hmm. yeah, look, he's a, fr- he's a breath of fresh. I know he's had a couple of issues along the way. He's worked his way through them. 
Um, but the big show, I, I really, really do like the guy. Uh, now, um, when Alan Statich got uh, sacked as Matilda's coach, it was a very big story and, and many thought that he mm. was hardly done by. He's gone on to do really good things at the Central Coast Mariners last year and, and, and has left there, of course. And he's in the Philippines and he's continuing to you know, get good results. Well, as the Matildas crash out, the former coach has taken the Philippines now into the semifinals. So he's definitely had the last laugh. And as you said, Tim, he was dumped in 2019. Uh, was sort of sent a very funny um, letter from uh, Soccer Australia and you know, saying that he hadn't created a good culture. Well, looks like he's doing that over in the Philippines now. So, yeah, Alan having the last laugh there, that's for sure. Yeah, I think he was hardly done by personally. Mm. Uh, had a bit yeah, to do too. with it. I interviewed him just straight afterwards. Um, and, you know, it's a difficult job coaching. What about the Western Sydney Wanderers? Uh, the, the, the chief executive and others at the Wanderers are defending the culture. But when you sack five coaches in that short <laughs> space of time, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's hard to defend, isn't it? Mark Rudin now, the latest to uh, take the role. Yep, the uh, Wanderers is a very good uh, uh, description for the coaches that, that that work there. Five coaches in five years. Um, so maybe we need to look at, maybe it's not the coach after all. It could be maybe the team or how it's set up there. So they maybe need to look a little bit deeper, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. Yeah, stay with us because we're going to talk basketball, NFL and more after this. Well, the Super Bowl just around the corner. People are ready to cook up all their American stuff. What would you put on your Super Bowl barbecue? I'm sure you've done a few, Shane. Well, Timmy, you can't do anything but eat chicken wings, can you? Chicken wings and cold beer, mate. That's what I'll be doing. And, um, yeah, particularly after two uh, matches on on yesterday, uh, I can't wait for the uh, the Super Bowl, mate. It's going to be an absolute cracker and some great entertainment this year as well. Yeah, and uh, the dream over for the last Australian standing in it, Mitch Wichnowski. Yeah, well, the dream is over um, for Mitch. Um, he's a, a, a punter to play in the last, um, one of the last Super Bowls, but unfortunately lost that one. So he's hoping to be the first uh, punter to win a Super Bowl, but he'll have to wait another year for that. But two fantastic matches on the weekend, both ending um, with field goals. Uh, first, the LA Rams over the 49ers, winning 20-17, to 17, and it was a 30-yard field goal from, from Matt Gay. Um, and then the Bengals also winning via field goal to beat the Chiefs 27-24, a 31-yard field goal by kicker Evan McPherson. So two big wins there, and uh, it bodes well for a very, very good Super Bowl. Yeah, well, tell us about this big bet. Well, this this, Timmy. A punter put $28 on uh, an insane parlay for the NFL playoffs by picking exact scores. He turned that $28 into $821,000 which is just ridiculous uh, return. And as I mentioned just before, with both of those uh, two uh, matches ending uh, with a field goal to win, he must have been absolutely shitting himself, uh, waiting for that last one to go over. Um, but yeah, 28 bucks and 821000 that's a pretty good weekend. Yeah, absolutely, as it is for the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Rams in the Super Bowl. Uh, history will be made whichever way you look at it. It's... Uh, it's fantastic, isn't it? That Cincinnati Bengals story has been brilliant over the past few weeks. Shad Wicker, our man, on Fridays actually predicted it. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a cracker next week. Now, AFL GWS Giants coach Leon Cameron, well, he's got to work something out, doesn't he? Because Toby Green's 
going to be missing there at the start of the year. He's he's come out, Toby Green, in the off-season and said, I'm going to be a changed man going forward. If that happens, I think that will surprise a few people. But he's such a brilliant player. As we know, Toby Green uh, was out uh, with a six-match suspension. He only uh, served one of those last year in a semi-final. Uh, we all remember that when he uh, touched the umpire on the head. Um, so he still has five matches to go. So... The, the confusing thing here is that uh, Leon Cameron has made Toby Green still the vice captain and he'll be sitting out the first five matches of the, of the season. So, yeah, let's hope uh, let's hope he can turn his career around because he is a very, very good footballer, but he does a lot of niggle. But, uh, yeah, maybe Leon Cameron's trying to give him some responsibility as vice captain um, to hopefully he can clean up his act a bit. Yeah, well, he's such a great player. Like, he does amazing things and he's tough, but he's just got that dirty niggle in him, which uh, really annoys the living daylights out of everyone, including the umpires. And you don't always want to do that. Now, number one draft pick uh, from a while back, Paddy McCartney. He's had his problems, hasn't he? Particularly in and around concussion, but the Swans have thrown him a lifeline. Well, some good news, yeah, for Paddy. was the number one draft pick in 2014. He's been playing St Kilda. I think he's played 35 games there. Um, but he'll now join his brother, Tom, um, at the Sydney Swans. So the Swans giving him a second chance. So, look, if there's any club in the AFL Premiership that can really foster and and work on a, a, a young guy, it's the Sydney Swans. So fingers crossed um, that he'll do well this year and the Swans will do well this year as well. I can't wait for the start of the season. Yeah, well, they're, they're smokies, aren't they? There's no reason why they can't really push it again this year. Yeah, I agree, Timmy. I, I'm really, really looking forward to it, mate. Now the cricket season's over, I'm just really looking forward to uh, watching a bit of footy, particularly the Swans, mate. So, yeah, fingers crossed they had a really, really good year last year, so hopefully they can build on that, the Swans. Yeah, the weather certainly hasn't got any colder, but that'll happen soon enough. Uh, the Paddy, Paddy Mills story just continues to roll on for Brooklyn. Well, mate, this guy just goes from strength to strength. I, I can't remember actually having anything bad to say about Paddy Mills. Mm. Um, as we all know, he was on a two-year contract of only $16 million. I say only 16 But, uh, yeah, big bucks. But he's now got opposition coaches saying they'd have him in the team, and, and a few of them were actually looking to sign him prior to that two-year deal. So he's getting a lot of love from everywhere, not only from supporters here in Australia, but uh, coaches and players and his peers alike. Yeah, well, one of his brothers in arms uh, for the Olympic campaign, and let's hope that uh, he can recover from this uh, and be all good for France in, in a couple of years' time. But Joe Ingalls, yeah, that looked bad, didn't it, when he suffered that injury? Uh, and it was a really serious-looking knee injury uh, against Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, well, Joe Ingalls, mate, it didn't look good, did it? Um Fingers crossed he's having a, a really good sort of uh, season as well and sort of bouncing onto the scene. But, yeah, that looked really, really ugly, Tim. And, uh, look, fingers crossed he can he can get it right. But uh, it doesn't look good right now. The best thing about in the US, mate, they have the best medical um, practitioners working with these um, massive organisations. So he'll have the best people around him. But it did, did look ugly. Now, let's wind the clock back today. We spoke about Simon Cook, the Clint Eastwood of cricket yesterday. It was his 50th on the weekend and you told the story about how he was, wasn't was prepared to you know, throw Adam Perore under the bus. Now, Craig McDermott, Craig McDermott, very likeable. Billy was his nickname, but um, he... <laughs> He had his detractors. A lot of people, you know, acknowledge he was such a good fast bowler, but at times, um, you know, coming back from tours and and other things, he he certainly was a a figure that a lot of people chatted about. Well, yeah, well, Craig McDermott. Well, he's actually we'll start. He was my first roommate back in nineteen ninety six. That shows how old I am, Timmy. But uh, 
yeah, the boys used to call him Billy the Kid, so he was always a bit of a joker, Craig McDermott. And and I remember um, we'd always have a bit of a laugh because as a player you were given, um, I think it was four or five tickets per match to give out to your families or friends or whoever you wanted to invite. And Craig McDermott was always inviting, <laughs> we wanted boys to know he's always inviting uh, celebrities. And he'd say things like, in excess, how many members were in, in excess? And the boys would go, six, well, why is that? He goes, well, I've only got five tickets. <laughs> and then he'd say things like, Mandela, does Mandela have one or two L's? <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's an absolute cracker, Craig McDermott. But uh, yeah, saying absolute silly things all the time. But um, yeah, he wanted people to know that he was uh, uh, inviting plenty of celebrities to the game. We said, mate, just make sure you get plenty of wickets. We don't care about the celebrities. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors, Timmy. Main Haircare, it's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, our brilliant producer, Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.